Welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. No. This year's theme is Sent Ones. And Justin got the theme a year in advance. And so we sat on it. We sat on it for over a year before releasing it to you guys as a church. And then obviously the first half of the year, Justin hasn't been around. And uh, so I got the privilege of unpacking and opening the theme up the first half of the year, sharing about Sent Ones and and in the Bible and and all that and opening that up. And uh, this morning, as Justin and I were talking, I said, you actually haven't shared on the theme that you felt Holy Spirit put over for our church. You actually haven't shared on it. Um, And so what we want to do today is just open that up and and I'm going to ask Justin some questions. We're going to open up the theme sent ones for this year and just uh, pray because we're almost at the end of the year. Seriously. It's all good. It's great. But this is potentially the last Sunday that we're going to really be able to focus on this. And so I'm just um, declaring right now that it's going to land in all of our hearts, that we're going to just receive, that Holy Spirit's going to do a quick work, enabling work, grace, the ability that we didn't have before that's going to come alive in us as we open this topic and this theme up. Is that all right? Yeah. And and God knew. Yes. Like he knows everything and he wastes no season. When we think it was wasted, he's actually going, oh, I... Like Bill Johnson, I, w- I win with any hand. Is this on? Yep. Can you hear me? Yep. Um, yeah, like he wins with any hand. So we're dealt with stuff, but he foreknew. No, it's, it's all good. Um, but he just, he just knows. So um, even the mindset of we've got to get this, it's, we're not into fads. Yeah. So this idea around, not idea, this truth around sent ones is central to the gospel and it will stay with us forever. Yeah like together, like others, and our responsibility is to navigate how it fits in to the, the fabric of the church, um, which next year will, will um, really highlight our core values and, and this will be in it. So it's not a, um, this is it, um, this is something that will remain with us, which is really cool. But just know that, just in your life, like he wastes no season. Yes. How good We've just that? got this habit of, again, like this whole identity that we're working through that can be rooted in, I'm just always messing it up and I'm always behind, I'm always just outside of the time or I've just missed it, I've just, I'm coming from lack, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling, I'm still struggling and it's like this, this clutching for this place that someone else is at but I'm not and I'll never get to but it's like, no, no, like he wastes no season all the pain, all the junk, all the stuff, all the fun, all the celebration, all the season of young kids, all the season of challenges, like he wastes no season. It means you've still got to be intentional, still means you've got to be highly disciplined, still got to mean you create great habits, still means you've got to have mothers and fathers in your life, still means you've got to have peers in your life, still means consistency is important, it still means all that stuff's important, but we don't take it on as this is who I am and I suck, because he doesn't think that. And we shouldn't be having thoughts in our head that God doesn't have in his. Yes. Breathe. It's really important. So this theme, I'm not going to cover everything. A, because we're interviewing and I can't pump through 30, 40 minutes of line upon line and and examples. So we're going to ramble for a bit. Um, But this is going to be part of us forever. Is that cool? And you've heard me talk a lot about this sort of stuff as well. 
Awesome. So in, in saying that though, like so we, we um, co-pastor the church, co-lead the church and last year's theme, that was Holy Spirit gave that to you. It's not a competition between us. We support each other and work together. And he, Justin shared it. I said, yeah, um, prayed about it. Yeah, I feel that as well in agreement. Um, what, can you share that process what you were, what Holy Spirit was sharing, unpacking, revealing, speaking to you for our church. Yeah. Thanks, Lee. Um, <laughs> I thought, um, and you, yeah, obviously, Lee, jump, jump in whenever. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's been a 10-year journey, really, um, being in church a long time, loving and valuing um, what I've personally been presented with in church, um, multiple different churches that I've been in, attended, um, Christianity in general, just my perception of it, my experience with it. Um, we all go through challenging uh, times where um, we can get into the machine of church and just do it for the sake of it. Um, but we questioned, a, didn't question the way church was run or a church was run or our church was run, but just like, Lord, what? There, there's got to be more because something's stirring in me. So it's not a we don't devalue something that we don't see happening that we want to see happening because it, it starts with us. So we own what's happening with us and then we can, we're invited, he invites us to grow, yeah? yeah. So that's what really happened in us and this whole, like, Je- like Jesus like, I want you to pray like this. So we, we've got to take note when Jesus talks like that. Hey guys, I want you to pray like this. Our Father in heaven, set apart be your name. Hallowed be your name. You know, like, acknowledge that. Sit on that line for a month. Work it out. You know, consider it to, to reckon with inwardly. Yeah. To, to mumble and mutter. Like that, the, the, the Hebrew word for meditation is to mumble, to mutter, to, to go over, to chew, to, to, to process. So, so go through it. So we just started to do that and go, well, hang on, you're saying your kingdom come? Kingdom, that's like this, this realm that is heaven, isn't it? Your will be done. Will is, I'm meant to be in the will of God. You know, we've got all this weird stuff. And like, oh, the will of God isn't something we're actually in. It's something we do. Well, that's a game changer. John, John 3.34, the disciple said, hey, Jesus, been a long journey, want some food? He goes, no, no, no. My food is to do the will of the Father. So this is part of it. So I just want to be in the will of God. Oh, wow, you're in Christ. Yeah. It's a wrong prayer. Yeah. I've prayed it. Don't worry. <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm in the will of God. You're in Christ. It's not a thing to try and be in the will of God. It's, a, it's, a, it's not a thing, guys. We're in Christ. Yeah. Ephesians 1, 2, 3. Bang, bang, bang. In, 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 in. We're in Christ. My food is to do the will of the Father. So your kingdom come, your kingdom. What the heck is this about? The king's domain, the, the rule, the reign, the authority, the realm of God, everything perfectly and pleasing is in the kingdom. Everything that he is, every name, covenant name, nature, character, list, 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 promise, promise, promise. It's all in the kingdom. Yeah. And he's like, oh, so meditate on all that. And meditate on the fact that he said, pray like this. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Will, ah, oh, the will. Well, that, we can't affect the will. 
because your will's your will and we just follow you. Well, that's complete sovereignty and we don't have a say. And that's not the gospel. Yeah. You don't have a say in um, the world getting created because there's two parts of the word, will. There's one part that you don't have a say in, like the second coming. There's another part to the word that means God's heart and purpose and his desire, which you absolutely get a say in. Not to author or write what it is, but to be involved in partnering with it and seeing it established on the earth. So your kingdom come, your will be done. And this is the cracker line that we just delete from our Bible. On earth, as it is in heaven. Meaning this side of eternity. Even though we're eternal and yeah, yeah. But we don't sweep it. Again, I love what Bill says. We don't sweep all the good stuff into some magical rug called the millennium. And all the crap happens now. And we just, come back, Jesus. <laughs> it's like, that movie wrecked us. We just get stuff in our heads. Left behind, you know, that movie. We just get stuff in our heads. Confirm it, confirm it, confirm it. And we wonder why we're in a space of just not sure. And we were in that space, loving Jesus, but just not sure. So your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So then we've got, we got to reckon with inwardly what heaven's like. The culture, the standard, the core values, the culture of heaven. And become like Moses with the Lord, intimately acquainted with yeah. heaven, but not just a realm with a person. With the Trinity, each one of them and their character and nature, specifically and individually, but collectively. Yeah. And encounter that, because it's not logic or reasonable that this can happen... So it's allowing ourselves time. Long answer, isn't it? Um, But allowing ourselves time, because without time, we don't grow. Um, But allowing ourselves time to actually encounter his presence and his word, which work brilliantly together, because this Holy Spirit's called the spirit of truth, (laughs) who guides us into all truth. So the, the Bible and the Holy Spirit equals life. The Bible without the Holy Spirit is a scary book and used weirdly because the Holy Spirit's the illuminator, illuminator and reveals. So it's been a journey of, of going, all right, so we, we t- we talk a lot about preaching the message of Jesus, which will never change and will never not be important. And we talk a lot about bringing people to church. So the message and the bringing. It's like, cool. Both needed. Yeah. But, but in our culture, both very emphasised, yeah? That the message of Jesus, which will never not be important, and people cannot be saved without it. Yeah. Agree? So we don't get weird and go, no, no, of course. The crucifixion, the death, the resurrection of Jesus and what he's made available. And the bringing, of course, we want people in church. But so often, me included, we we say, I'm not going to take full responsibility for my life and influence, so I'm just going to bring them to church so someone else can do it. (laughs) Which is is okay. We've got different personalities. It's okay, but... I don't think it can be the, it's not the primary method of influencing the world. It's an it's a enormous part of it because we want people eventually to come in here and grow. 
But we just didn't see Jesus set it up exactly like that. And this is very much at the core and the heart of sent ones when he set up, set it all up. So I'm just going to read. Um, actually, it's up on the... Um, let me just give you, I'll give you two minutes and then we'll, we'll, we'll explain what sent ones is and what it means. So we just had this stirring around the, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and, and, and church and, and the message of Jesus, but then me personally not seeing anything else in my life. So I was just speaking. And again, speaking is powerful and presence is attached to speaking, 100%. I'm not saying it's just words. We can never say the gospel is just words. The gospel is the power. But the, go- the full gospel is words and deeds, words and doing the will of God. That's the combo. It's the words and the demonstration. It's the, I don't want to listen to you about building if you've never built. I don't want to go to a lecture and do a building course and you've never picked up a hammer, buddy. <laughs> so it's the words and the doing that, that brings this gospel into the full gospel, which Paul talks about in Romans 15, that signs and wonders and the preaching of the gospel and, and sharing my life with you. I've done that, he says. So that's really important. Are we on track? Sure. We're never, we're never on track. I think it's going okay. Um, I'm just trying to... I'm just much better rambling. Um, <laughs> Did you want to share something? Nah. Nah, nah. All right, so can, can I... I'm going to interject yeah, yeah, yeah. you. Yeah. Um, so, hmm. my whole life... I've heard the word evangelism. I don't know about everyone else here, but evangelism seems to be like the big word that's used when we talk about preaching the gospel. But the theme was sent once. Can you just differentiate? Nearly. The really two. close. The two? Yep. Evangelism, sent ones. Because we could have had the yep. theme as being evangelism, yep. but we didn't. We had the theme yep. as being sent ones. Yeah. Yeah. So, they're not the same. Um, evangelism is in sent ones, but they're not the same. So evangelizing is not leading someone in a prayer to receive Jesus. That's not evangelism. That's called leading someone in a prayer to receive Jesus. Yeah, I I thought that might be funny, but I wasn't meant to be funny. Um, Evangelism is actually telling people, it's, it's sharing with people, it's announcing what Jesus has done, and it's preaching. The, the word, um, the Greek word for evangelism, we will get to sent ones and what that means. The two will work together. Lee's brought some um, structure to this. The Greek word, um, which again, we see three times the word evangelist or evangelizing in the New Testament, but we see the word preach a lot or share a lot in the New Testament, and it's the same word most of the time. About 70% of the time, it's the actual the same word that was used for evangelizing or evangelist, like Paul said, hey, Timothy, do the work of evangel- as an evangelist. So that word is the same word that Paul's using most of the time for the word preach, which is sharing the good news about Jesus. It's a sharing. It's an announcing. It's like 
one of the translations rooted in being a herald. It's an announcing. What does a herald do back in the day? They're, they're announcing something on behalf of the king. So it's, an, it's not a leading someone in a prayer. It's an announcing. It's not making sure someone gets saved. It's not your job. You can't soften a person's heart. You can't transform a person's heart. You can't change a person's nature. And when we don't write it all out or look at it all, we have this big confusing thing that's pressurised that your job as a Christian is to make sure people get saved. And it's actually not. If you don't care, that's a problem. (laughs) But the pressure that we attach to ourselves with not signing the deal... we wonder why there's this weird thing around evangelism. And, and I'm thankful that it's been growing in a healthy way where we're acknowledging that we have a responsibility, that it's not just about bringing people to hear, in here to hear it, that it's not just about speaking, that our lives have got to back up our message but evangelism is very much about announcing and sharing and speaking the gospel and the good news about what Jesus has made available. It's not leading them in a prayer. Does it have it rooted in with the intention to? Yes, it does. Of course it does. What's the point? So we have this beautiful word and this beautiful intention about people encountering Jesus but for me with the journey that we're on about the pray like this Jesus said on earth as it is in heaven your kingdom come this evangelism and this announcing actually got shuffled around a little bit and not lower but just in a place where I could see it properly and where it fitted with the sent ones theme because Jesus actually stole a Greek word of the day, and it was the word apostle. And we've, you've heard this, we've spoken about this, but he's a genius, yeah. and he knew what he was about. Is, is, is someone here for the computer? Yeah? Thumb? I see a thumb. Um, Jesus is a genius. He, he, he knew what he was after. He knew what he wanted to see. He knew how he was going to do it. All the miracles he did different. He picked people that we wouldn't pick. The, even the set up the gifts to the church, the fivefold, he picked five opposite people to work together to bring unity. <laughs> Just brilliant. And he knows what he's doing because yeah. his heart is for people and his yeah. church, yeah. his body. So he's like, I'm st- this word's brilliant because it covers exactly what we're about. So I'm taking this word, Greek secular word. He just stole a secular word just to stir the pot, I reckon. Good on him. I'm going to use this word because it's about everything about what, what we're about. I'll read this, yeah? Is it going to be about the word apostle? Let's do that. Yep. Okay, here we go. Sip. So we've got evangelism and now let's send, send ones. The word apostle comes from the secular Roman world and it means sent one. Roman apostles were not only sent... They had a very specific purpose. They had a very specific purpose. The Romans were aggressive about expanding their empire and they wisely 
employed Alexander the Great's strategy in doing so. He established the Greek Empire by conquering kingdoms and then culturizing them in the Greek ways. Without establishing Greek culture, these conquered peoples would not have assimilated into the new national identity and government. Come on, internet. I might have to turn around and read it. Oh, Likewise, the Romans deployed envoys to culturalise their conquered cities in the ways of Rome. This is where we get the old adage, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Roman generals called apostles most often led these envoys with the commission that they bring Roman civilization into these new territories. They were sent to transform the legal the financial, the educational, and all other systems that the new land would seem like home even to the emperor himself should he decide to visit there. Really cool. Through the labour of the Roman apostles, new territories became desirable outposts of Rome. It is interesting that when Jesus promoted his disciples from learners to leaders, he did not call them patriarchs. They would have They would have had some idea of how patriarchs lead as an Old Testament model of those were already in place. Neither did he call them priests, prophets or rabbis because again, they were patterns of order already developed for those roles. Instead, Jesus called them by a Roman title that would forever define their ministry. Responsibility. Do you want me to read? No, be good. And responsibility and authority. Like the Roman armies that first battled for territory, then educated the conquered people in the Roman ways, the The apostles of Jesus were commissioned to displace the powers of darkness with the power of God and replace the enemy's authority with the government of God, bringing the influence of the kingdom's ways into every aspect of society. We see this mission of apostles expressed in the only model prayer Jesus taught his leaders in Matthew 6.10. Jesus said, pray then in this way, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The emphasis in the Lord's prayer is that earth would become like heaven. In the same way that the Romans were to make their conquered cities look like Rome, we have been commissioned to pull heaven down to earth until the will of God is done here exactly as it is there. Churches and believers will thrive when they perceive and embrace that their primary purpose is to transform the culture of earth with the culture of heaven. Yeah, we can clap. We can clap. Um, so it's, it's bigger. It's, our heart is not to just invite people here to get saved, to hear a message and get saved and then continue on and just replicate that model. We want to see people encounter Jesus and say yes to him, invite him in and experience what we've all experienced. Yes. But for us, it's, it's, it's not bigger than that, but it, it, for it to happen on a scale that it needs to happen at, yeah. which what Jesus intends, not just one here, two there, ten there, hundred there, but for a mass 
revival, so to speak, social awakening, social transformation, cultural transformation, which if you'd agree with me, we, we need that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but it's, it's not going to happen by just yelling at people or holding up a stick. It's going to happen by replicating the culture of heaven, every believer, in every workplace, in every school, in every home, in every drop-off, in every coffee order, everywhere we go, we're not actually just trying to, to get people to say a prayer, we're actually bringing the culture of heaven so that the, the, the society and the culture that we're in is actually transformed and looks like heaven. And you go, oh, it's not meant to. Well, that's heaven one day. No, no we're, we're believing for as much as we can get, yeah. this side of heaven, and it involves everyone. Yeah. And again, it comes to healthy people. Um, we'll see transformation. Transform people, transform cities. You know, hurt people, hurt people. Transform people, transform cities. So it's, it's not bigger than the evangelism thing because that's saying it like that. It's hard to articulate. It fits in beautifully with this. But it's this whole idea that we're sent and we're replicating the culture, not just speaking the, the, the three chapters of what Jesus did on the cross. It's this entire inventory encyclopedia um, of the kingdom and the culture and the ways and how it works and operates and is communicated and modelled that we have the responsibility to do every single day. So otherwise, again, we get into this sin management program, which Christian was never about because we're dead to sin, and we come to church and we love the new cool worship songs and we end up in this place of weirdness, which I've been in. Then we go, what's the point? I'm actually meant to... Our heart for this church, I oh, know I'm speaking a lot, but our heart, our heart, just a couple of practical examples. My heart is that whenever you go out for dinner, it's weird that the waitress does not get a ridiculous tip and it's weird that they don't get prophesied over. Not weird as in you're no good, but just, oh, that was strange, that didn't happen. Um, not that I get the reports of it. <laughs> I'm just using it as an example. But that, that's the... Our prayer is that no sick person walks past you without being prayed for. It's just our prayer. It's our heart that, that you would beautifully acknowledge, accept, pursue just approaching one person every day and building on that with something. Just saying, hey, can I encourage you? You're amazing. Like we were just having... I was minding my own business, having lunch at the casino in Townsville. Um, and, uh, and, a, and a young girl just highlighted, um, just started thinking a whole bunch of stuff that I wasn't thinking about. <laughs> and devil, bad, negative, no good. Jesus, full of life, encouragement. That's the, who are we called to? Everybody. He'll pull a red light if, he, if we're not meant to approach someone. Too many times we have the red light and only go when we feel led. So, no, no, it's green light. He'll pull a red if he knows something more in that situation than you don't. It's always green. Always green. Your default to approach someone is always green. You hear God, he will pull a red if he, he's a step ahead of us, but he knows the person. They might have had four offers for prayer that day and they can't handle you being a psycho. <laughs> We don't want to be psychos anyway, but um, 
Yeah, and, and, and I just had all this stuff. And I just saw high-level leader. She'll run a company one day. Um, all this stuff. And she's like 15. So I'm like, oh, this is awkward. Not awkward, but how do I do it? And I just made sure the manager was nearby. It was actually, I didn't want to leave. And, and Lee wasn't going, we've got to go. But she was just like, are we going? I'm like, I can't find her. And I'm like, well, if I think it's God, then I have to give it to her. Um, so I waited like five, six minutes and found her, gave it to her, encouraged her. Um, just said, I'm a Christian. Jesus loves you. Um, I said that at the end. Um, I'm a Christian. Jesus loves you. I said, hey, can I encourage you with a manager there? And I just said a whole bunch of stuff. But that's, what is that? It's, it's, it's heaven coming to earth. And again, we, we have a picture of what heaven coming to earth looks like. We've got some sci-fi movie of what it has to look like. Some out there otherworldly thing. But the otherworldly deal is, looks like Jesus wearing sandals, getting sweat and mud between his toes. Being born in the manger. That was heaven coming to earth. Just looks a lot different. So we're in this renewed mind journey to just get over ourselves, to, to, to identify some lies we've believed about trying to be in the will of God and we just have to bring people here to hear the message and, and, and just speaking's enough. It's like, it's not. Sent Ones is about a cultural thing, a holistic thing, about being sent out and, and, and growing in all the stuff that you've been yeah. um, empowered to do. And you will not become more alive in the... That's a... You will be the most alive... That's, that's right. a better way of saying it. Yep. You will be the most alive you've ever been in your life in those moments of releasing the kingdom. Doesn't mean your family's seventeenth on the list, and you don't watch TV and hang out and go on holidays and have fun, but the whole context of our life is heaven to earth. It's it's just infused in everything we do. And again, when things get a bit out of whack, Holy Spirit's if we're open to it, He's like, hey, hey, how's it all? How's it working out for you? How? Where am I placed? Where am I placed? Where are the gifts and the promises and the presence and, 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 and church family? Where is it placed? Because I've set it up for you to thrive and I love you. So, so just in closing, um, Justin kind of just touched on we always have a green light. Always have a green light and God will pull the red. You always have a green light. And, you know, we can talk in the context of strangers with that one. Well, we can talk in the context of everything, but... But highlighting strangers, you know, people you meet at restaurants, at the shops, you know, down the street and whatnot. But I just want to highlight um, family and friends for a moment because I feel like that's slightly different. Same heaven to earth, but the approach... Levels and layers. is, ...is a bit different. And see, my heart and our heart is we're bringing heaven to earth. Like we have an open heaven and it's up to us to release it here. Great. And so with our friends, they all know we're Christians. They all know we're pastors. They, some of them allow us to pray for them. Some of them say no. And that's okay because we're doing life with them. We're doing life with them. And, and all that to say is we've been on this journey for a very long time. We've been ra- married for 19 years in March, so a very long time we've been on this journey for. And only the other month, a couple of months ago, 
One of our friends messaged, his wife was away and he had the kids, can I come over? I think he just wanted some free babysitting. But because um, our kids play really well together, yeah, come around. He's one of my best mates. We, sat... we, we voice memo 17 times every day. True. Um, he sat at our kitchen table, I'm making pavs and assembling boxes for a catering that I had and he literally sat there for the first time ever and said, all right, hit me with it. What's the deal? Yeah, I shared a miracle story. Am I going to hell? Yeah, stuff like that. Blatant questions. Now, we've got decades of life with him. We've got relationship. He has seen our life in and out. He has seen the highs and the lows. He has read text messages from me that was for Justin only. (laughs) That was highly embarrassing. So because Justin was driving and he read it out loud. To all the boys. Hilarious. So he's seen it all. And yet he sits there and says, what's the deal? And I just want to say that should be an overflow of our lives. If we are demonstrating heaven on earth, it should not be a fight. It should not be a forceful. It should not be... Um, hard work, it should not be fearful, embarrassing. When a hard question comes, we shouldn't be embarrassed by it, but proud because they've seen the demonstration through our lives. And I'll just say, like, to get to that point, it's a heck of a lot of hard work. Like, I remember summing up the whole kingdom deal, church deal. Like, if I could sum up with two things, I'd say how I've grown over the years Hard work and impartation. That's a whole other message. So it's not like, it doesn't just happen. No, it doesn't just happen. There's intentionality. It's not just magic and one day it's just all sweet. It's so much intentionality, so much discipline and and good habits and good choices and intentionality. Um, And you you feel all those things. Even when Lee said it's not meant to be like that, that's not to say that we don't feel those things. So I encourage you, church, as we get the beautiful joy of releasing heaven on earth. I remember years ago when I used to be the kids' pastor here, I was teaching the kids' church about heaven to earth. And I said to them, imagine all good things are in heaven and that's what we're releasing here. So think about all the things you love, everything that's good. And some of them are like, is my PlayStation in heaven? I'm like, all right, let me define the language a bit more, <laughs> give some more context. But everything good... We release here. Yeah. And, and that's like Matthew 10. I know we're, we're landing. But he, he's like, hey, all, all authority has been given to me. I give to you. Oh, that's Matthew 28. But Matthew 10 is um, he gathered them in and he gave them power and authority. Yes. Luke says authority. Matthew says power. Um, to go and to heal every sickness and every disease. <laughs> You've got to reckon with that inwardly because that's a very confronting scripture. <laughs> but again, it's a process. That's a year's thing. This has been a decade thing. And I'm still not nowhere near where I want to be. Mm. But I can't be self-condemning. I'm like, I, I'm glad I'm here and not where I was. Yeah. But it, so it's this, so, and then he's going, okay, guys, um, f- few housekeeping, don't take any silver or gold, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Go out and announce that the kingdom of heaven is near. Um, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons and preach the gospel, heal the sick. 
Then he goes down a little bit more, and then he's like, freely you have received, now freely give. So in the context of that, like freely you've received, now freely give, I've said it all the time, but it's not an offering message. You could probably use it like there's a theological principle in there through the whole New Testament and use that verse. Cool, you could do it. But the person would have to say, guys, this is not foundationally an offering message. I would hope they would do that. I haven't heard anyone do that. But it's really important that this is a power deal. Freely you have received Jesus, present, salvation, power, everything. You've received it. You've received peace because he moves down to verse 14. He goes, when you go into a city, he's not talking figuratively or just this weird um, picture. He's like, if, if they are worthy and they're receiving of you, let your peace rest on them. That's an otherworldly principle. So when we're saying freely, you're freely received, sent ones, the kingdom culture, it's an immaterial thing that comes through us being practical in our physical bodies everywhere we go. And you have the ability to release peace. Yeah. You have the ability to release peace, which then peels back. It's an identity thing. Do you believe it? Do you believe that you have, that, that he will use your peace, which is his peace, because he said in John 14, 27, that I don't give as the world gives, my peace I give to you. So the peace that you release is his peace. But he's saying to them, because he loves them taking ownership of it, let your peace rest on them. And if it doesn't, then your peace will come back to you. Peter says in his letter, grace and peace be multiplied to you. What does that mean? It's like this impartation, a growing impartation of grace and peace to be manifest in our body so that we're releasing and not a lacking, lacking, oh, we need more. No, no, it's always full. You're all, that's a whole other message, isn't it? You're always full. Um, but we've got to call it now. Um, but the peace thing is, and the releasing of the kingdom everywhere we go is very much an identity thing which is very much a very challenging, hard work, renewed mind thing, but his kindness is going to enable you to go on the journey. And he has been. We've been on the journey. But it takes time. And you can't do it without time. So it's making time. And that's all for today. So why don't you lay your hand on the person next to you or reach it out. Maybe on their shoulder. On their shoulder. Or their thigh like Ken and Jody, but they're married. <laughs> um, yeah, so Jesus, yeah, we thank you for what you've done in this room today. We thank you, God, for your presence and for your word. We thank you, God, for the open heaven. And we're saying yes, <laughs> to the word apostle for our life, to the word sent ones for our life. We're saying yes, that we're going to bring and open up heaven to earth, that we are going to release this message and this life wherever we go. Yeah, in Jesus' name. Amen.